We're at Fat Poor Tapworks, like we promised, 2005 West Division Street in Chicago with Elaine Osgood. Myself, Nick, and Steve decided to drive up to the city to do this interview. You gotta keep them in order, Nick. That's why they were there for a reason. 12 and then. Yeah. You're gonna 12 and I'll start 13? We're just gonna go. Already. Brother Titan. Yeah, we started yeah. off to a wonderful start. Right. Alright, so, did you wanna ask her about the parking situation? Yeah. So I'm hoping that we leave the night. My car's not getting towed. We parked like two blocks down. And one sign said no parking, two hour only parking. And there's like an arrow on the sign pointing like back towards the bar here. Then there's one at the south that says pay any parking meters. Pointing opposite. Yeah. Then there's a sign that says no parking like 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Or Monday through <laughs> like, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for snow removal. So hopefully, when we leave here, my car's is No, that's that's how Chicago works. Right. They just wherever you park, you can get a ticket. But but if you park here, they might tow your car to the entire opposite side of the city. How do you know? Is there like a sign on that? Because I've had it before where I've parked on like West Belmont and my car got towed entirely other side of the city. And like some independent company just swooped up and took I it. I just took like, it. Oh. Yeah. I have no. And I'm like, well, how do you know what happens? And then you have to find like a, a, a horse policeman or somebody <laughs> to ask. Um, all right. Just some basic questions to start off. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Wheaton, Illinois. Is that the Elgin? It's yeah, it's west. It's west of here, so yeah. Big it's money. Big money. Lots of um, Christians. Really? Most Guinness Book of I, World I was wrong. Really? For what? most churches per square mile. Huh? Yeah. And that, Lots how, of churches. How close is that to Naperville? N right next to it. Right next. I to would it. have thought with all that money, we yeah. were going another direction. Yeah. I bet these guys are like atheists. All Jews. It's gotta be all Jews. I'm the only Jew in Wheaton. The only Jew. You know, Jew. it's funny because I, I, actually, I actually was gonna go a whole nother direction with my line of questioning because I came from a neighborhood where I'm, my, me and my brother and sister, only Jews. So you have another set of note cards. Yeah, let me pull out the, let me pull out the other note cards. Um, parents. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> they're, they're there. Both married, divorced. Married. Um, they just had their 36th wedding anniversary. So sweet. Brother, yeah. sisters. Uh, older brother who lives in Tel Aviv. That's awesome. So yeah. You ever been to Israel? Mm hmm I've been twice. For like like, like, like a temple trip. Or um, you know, birthright because yeah, Dave's no, you know, never been. Yeah, I don't want to talk. What? About no, you? No, I've never been. Well, I was supposed to go. As everyone was, and yeah. I, I got afraid. I was afraid. My brother and sister went different years, but I did not. I you did were not. scared. Oh, I didn't want to leave the country. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Israel. The only thing I think about. Yeah, uh, it's gorgeous out there, so you should go. Well, how long ago were you there? Oh, like it's changed. Like all of a sudden, it's graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy. Like, I went <laughs> when I was. I think I was about. The first time I went was like 17, and then the second I was like 22. Is there like armed guys like off every like the military everywhere? everywhere. And they That's how Mexico is though. Yeah, sure. I mean it's the same. Well I bet the guards you see in Israel like these guys know can handle business. In Mexico it's like they're these guys way, are drunk. I could just say it, like the Mexican I guards. always say this. The the Jews in Israel are Jew they're Jews. We're Jewish. Like you go out to Mexico, 
those same guards will be, you'll walk past and they'll like give you a dirty look. And as you write that, they're like, eh, come in my hut. Are you looking for anything? You know, they're, that wasn't, a, that was more of a Jewish. That was, more yeah, that was a more yeah. Mexican accent. Yeah. Hey, see? Um, that was worse than the Jamaican. Yeah, your Jamaican is horrible. It's still are your, uh, are your parents funny? Yes, they are funny. Is that where you get your... Um, yeah, my dad, he writes like folk songs and he writes... Like David Allen Coles? Like um, racist books? No, not racist, <laughs> just humorous um, about, you know, different things like... Is he recorded or is he, it like, does he perform? Yeah, he goes to Nashville. He's the head of the Nashville Songwriters Association in Chicago. So he's very creative. And my mom, uh, she's kind of a jack of all trades, does a lot of cooking. Um, got her start. Uh, her first job out of college was writing scripts for Young and the Restless. So really? she went to LA, wrote scripts for Young and Restless, and then came back to Chicago and did a. So, what do your parents yeah. think of you being a comedian? Um, they are all for it. They've always been very supportive, which I really appreciate out of parents. Uh, they, they, yeah, they're fantastic. They, you know, they always said we had kids to live lives, not you know, sit around and take care of us, which is great. But when, I'll, one second. <laughs> as far as your your parents being like, how supportive are they? They'll come to shows. Uh, my mom is very vocal about how like she's I should. Yelling from the background. <laughs> yeah, well, she'll, heckling you. She'll always, you know, call me. And, I don't know and, if that's supportive. So and give me heckling. jokes, you know, and, and tell me, she'll, oh, I got a joke for you. And they're always. Does, does it ever piss you off? Like, um, no. <laughs> yeah, to just lay it right out there. No, because, like, I know me. If somebody, if I was like, this looks great, and someone else was like, yeah, just a little bit, I'd be like, like so much. yeah, no, I, I like it the way it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's it just is. Mine. Yeah, and my mom is always like, Everybody's you know, comedian. you gotta be cleaner, and you could do this joke if it was clean. And it's like, okay, mom, I know. Do, I you, do you feel like that because of the way, you know, the comedy you do, do you specifically try to write different, like a clean act and, and like, yeah. a, you know, a blue couple of minutes in order, you know, just in case you get in a situation where you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, I started doing all clean material when I first JCC. started. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started off. That's an inside joke. Every, yeah, it's a, it's a Jew joke. Uh, all, all my material is clean. I wrote only clean material. And then I started writing a little dirty and the dirty actually hit better. So I like that, but I don't necessarily like writing dirty material as much. It's easy. It's easier material to write. All right, I didn't I didn't write this question. I'm just asking it. Okay. So I don't know what context to take this in. What were you into in high school? Well, where could that? Listen, go? we're going on the line of these questions. Oh man, what wasn't I into? <laughs> uh, great answer. I was into. I was really a nerd in high school. I was a huge nerd. I was on the bowling team. I played badminton. Dude, I was bowling. Team, that, so that's that's how you know what you kind go. of community you live in when there's a badminton team. Yeah. Like, can you letter in badminton? Yeah, oh so yeah. So you're surrounded by a bunch of wasps. <laughs> yes. You gotta ask yourself, like, how cool could you be at the mall when you're like, you got your letterman jacket with badminton? Dude, yeah, yeah, if you could letter in badminton guy in that town, could, you're the shit in that town. I bet you you could letter in, like, in Frolf. I would be able to. Frisbee yeah. golf? Frisbee yes. golf? Yeah. Horrible. That would have been a good that, that seems That seems like it could be a waspy or a Jewy sport. Frolf? I think it's for everyone. Yeah, it is. It's an everybody. Rugby country. and lacrosse. It's, like it's hard to keep your yarmulke on the way <laughs> throwing a frisbee. Uh, with the people that you... Well, hold, let me stop. If she said, hey, I was the coolest person in school, would you have been like, really? You're Jewish. Like, <laughs> no. No way. I, I don't know. That's the whole thing is you don't know. I don't know. You could be. I, if you would have asked me that same question, I'd probably been like, within my group, I was the coolest person. No, I was just thinking something you said to me before. You're like, dude, like you'd ask somebody that and they were Jewish. And, or I asked somebody that as a joke and you're like, dude, they were Jewish. Really? And you're the coolest person? That's, I agree, yes. <laughs> Unless you hang in Jewish circles. If, in that circle, that's not happening. 
<laughs> Unless you, you know, your parents, if you're driving like a Mustang or a Jaguar or something like that. Right. I didn't have one. I was, I'm a Jew Billy. I live in Indiana. Jew Billy. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't have those kind of things. I like that term. Uh, would the people that knew you in high school have assumed that you would have ended up being a comedian or doing yeah. something in, were you in like drama? And I was in, on speech team. I did original comedy and I, uh, we did competitions, you know, once a week and I never once um, won an award for it, so. Uh, ever, which I always like. I would cry. His speech was awful. I was. It was horrible, and uh, never did anything with it. But I was voted. Uh, my like superlative was most likely to be a stand-up comedian, and we took a really? picture. Yeah, in it's our very specific. Though. Yeah. I know my superlative. <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> I don't think I got any. No, I don't need any. No, that wouldn't even remember me. I had four thousand <laughs> people in my high school. I, so. Yeah, we had uh, three thousand. So I people at least that was good. Yeah. <laughs> So, I know I worked at Dairy Queen when I was growing up. What did, what did you do? My, did you have jobs? Yeah, my very first job I ever got in high school, and I did it for about two years, was a mad scientist. And I went to little kids' birthday parties, and I put on science experiments for them. Like, that's how Doc Brown started. I think we figured out how the Back to the Future thing. How I met Marty. That's how I met him. I left that job because a couple um, sat me down after a birthday party and were like, this is not for you. They were never like, dabbled in magic or anything. They were like, we're going to be honest, we're not going to pay you. That was crap. Like, wow. And I was very upset. Even for children, they're like, these kids knew well, right wait, away. Were the kids what? entertained? They, I mean, I think so. Did you I, do that thumb thing? I was going to say, what kind of science experiments are you doing? We did all, and they, it was a lot with bleach and dry ice, like dangerous things. Yeah. that you shouldn't be bringing into people's houses. Like, I got this, uh, you know, works detergent and a two-liter bottle. You know, and no. In your house. The liability insurance on that company. Of course, some silver nitrate. We did rockets. Rockets. And this is indoor stuff? Indoor, and then we did the rockets outdoor. But one time, I, uh, <laughs> I set up the rocket and I pressed the button. And as I'm pressing the button, I pulled the thing, so the rocket pulled towards the kid. And luckily, the wires crossed, so it didn't go off. Usually, but when you have wires cross, it's not a good thing. I've did you like work for a company that set this up, or did you just say, hey, I'm going to make some extra money? No, I worked for a company. It was like, out of a guy's garage. <laughs> Sweet. That's how, you know that, what? that takes a special kind of person to go, you know what? I'm going to become a mad scientist for a few, it also, few months. It also takes a special kind of Now I know why you were so, you were like, I'll meet you guys where you yeah. want to meet. It's like, dude, you really... You, I don't even know I'm what a mad scientist. I don't even care what I do now. That's good. We're good. That answers our question. We're like, I think she's going to meet us anywhere to do an interview. Like, I said here before, she was like, dude, wait, I don't. I was kind of like, let's well, meet her at a neutral spot. I'm kind of worried. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what she's doing? On, uh, on Tuesday, actually, this Tuesday, a guy Facebooked me and he goes, Will you go on a date with me in an hour and a half? And I just replied, Where? And my friends were like, You don't even <laughs> ask. Like, you don't know this guy. You just say, Where? What? Did That's you go? Awesome. I didn't go. I was like, you know, this sounds a little rapey, and he replied. It was awesome. It was awesome. She said rapey. Yes, thank That's you. My, that's my thing. That's your thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that gave you rapey, and then you said, I like rapey. I do like it. It's, it's, it's a, good a great word. word. Yeah, 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 it's really it, good. It, you know rapey what? There's only word. one. Like, Nick gets confused. I'm like, what context? There's no. There's one. Rapey is one context. It's an E350 van, white in color, a little bit of rust. Did you go to college? Yes. And for what? I went to. Yes, which with the Hogwarts. <laughs> I went to Bowling Green State University. Um, I thought it, since I was on the bowling team, it would be awesome. But is that what, <laughs> what, what? What do they? What's their like? What are they known for? Bowling Green State. Uh, being in Ohio, I guess. <laughs> That's an actual university. Yeah. Well, I've no. no. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Um, what's their mascot? The Falcons. 
25,000. It was a bowl. They have 25,000 people. Yeah, that's a good size. That's not bad. Yeah. No, that actually is. Is it a party school, like Ball State? Or yeah, it is a party school. Um, what does it rate? Did you ever see like one of those ratings where like party school-wise, like Eastern, I've been there, pretty awesome party school. I don't think any learning happens in that. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I think it would be like 37. It's like middle. How do they rate that? Do they have guys going around? Okay, there's yeah, the guys, yeah. guys so there's, there's, house, there's three house parties. Man. Well, yeah, they they look at the ratio of men to women and then date rates per woman exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, this is that would add up. <laughs> uh, who are your comedy influences? Um, growing up, I was obsessed, obsessed with John Stewart, and I don't really know why. My type of lady. <laughs> and okay. I, my whole back door was pictures of Jon Stewart. I wrote into Fanatic, a show on MTV. <laughs> that's, that's, that's over oh, the really? No, like I was obsessed with Jon Stewart. I and loved most, him. most girls have Justin Timberlake or... <laughs> no, I am a 50-year-old man. <laughs> Jon Stewart. I, it's funny because we were just talking about this on our Facebook page. Like, who's who had... What pictures did you have on your wall? Cindy Crawford, Alyssa Milano, Jon Stewart. 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 John Stewart. John Stewart. Stewart. If you would have said, like, I don't know, what's uh, Clooney... Except about okay. Right. He's no. Physically and like everything. He's been, like, like he's so funny. <laughs> what about like Bobcat Goldthwait? He's funny. I don't know who that is. But he's awful you, looking. How old are you? Twenty eight. Okay. I'll edit that I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I know he uh Lisa Lisa Kelly. Kelly was on with the dog. He was the dog. Oh, uh, it was like a married a children puppy. rip off. He's not very good. Okay. In it's, my that's, mind. Yeah, that's that's in my mind he's not. Alright. Well whatever. Did you start out at improv and it's so where Yes. Um, actually, hold on. Can we get a more personality yeah. in that question? Let's redo that. Hey, did you start out at improv? And if so, where? Start that. <laughs> um, I got cut my senior year from the badminton team, and my mom, I was very upset, so she got me um, involved in Second City, signed me up for some classes, and my first teacher was TJ Jaganowski, who's big in the improv world. He's on those Sonic commercials now with Dave Pasquales. And uh, I just loved it, and I did it all through that and then I went to college I didn't do anything except drink and then after that I uh, got back into it I moved back to the city and I was like I'm gonna do it again and did two years again of second of second city and then had our own improv group fortunately we fell apart but I, I love doing improv but stand-ups like where my heart is I, I, I gotta say second city I've, I've been there a couple times our temple used to take us there all the time <laughs> And temple it, trip yeah, to temple temple trip to second oh yeah. City. yeah Jews love comedy yeah that's, Jews that's love comedy Bad guitar, acoustic guitar music. No offense to your father, his was probably good. And Yamakas with like Mario and, and cool things and, and comedy. But I could tell I'm you. I think I was brought up wrong. You, and, definitely, and, you were definitely wrong. And Onex. Do you love Onex? I definitely, I still do. Um, but we would go there, and my thing is like, I have, if, if I want to be out there, I'm fine. But like, I have anxiety that someone's going to pick me to do something. I can't stand that. Like, I'm there to be in the audience, dude. Right. You, you got your show. You do your thing. I paid my money to watch you perform. And I understand some people like it. Right. And I don't mind. I definitely like being looked at and laughed at and, talk, and talking and, and being the center of attention. But not on somebody else's terms when it's like, all of a sudden, it's yeah. like, get up there and your do this job. right now. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I, so I stay away from that place like a plague now. And there, like I said, I was there's enough was Jews that. at the table that were like, oh, yeah, me, I'll go. And I was like, dude, let that guy go. Never funny. Never funny. But you had to learn how to, like, you had to sing and stuff, too. Yeah, you have to do so all So do you that. make sure you're a good singer, or is it better? I mean, I'm an awful singer. I'm is that what's, is that, do they think that's funny, What is though? that the thing? I mean, yeah, it works. You know, you can play that up more, and it, it works better. Um, yeah, improv's hard. Improv is a tough, tough gig. 
Yeah, speaking of improv, do you like uh, Impractical Jokers? Yes. You know those guys have their oh. own like improv troupe as well. I just oh, they do. It's, they're called the Tenderloins. They do like that's what they do is improv, and then they do that in addition to. They're going to be in Chicago in June. I'm going to have to check that out because yeah. they yeah. are funny. Yeah, that's like I, the best show on TV. I, yeah. Dave told told me about it. And... The, the thing that's funny about it, like because you've seen like like prank shows and stupid yeah. like that Betty White show where old people fall down or break their hip. Or whatever. I'm about done with Betty but, White. But, but. <laughs> thank you. Finally, but those guys are like. They're, they're obviously they have like a, a comedy background on top of what they're doing, yep. but they own it, man. There was one where Murray, he gave an uh, what do you call it? He, he an Eskimo, uh, uh, Eskimo, Eskimo kiss, kiss to another dude. Like you have to Eskimo it, kiss this guy. It, it, the stuff they do is incredible. Like lay down yeah. in the mall with this dude and spoon. Like, how do you even do that? Because I, I, I think, no I think in my opinion, pe- people are so apt they, when you take somebody by surprise like that, they don't know how to react. Right. And they're just like, uh, if okay. somebody approached me in a mall and like. Oh, we spoon on the floor. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think I would say it. I, I would. Know. I would say okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I agree to meet you. That's why you're a comedian. Yeah. You meet enough people like Elaine. It's like I'm going to give it a shot. That's the same like theory of a, like some some loser in a bar saying like <laughs> I ask 50 chicks to go home with That's me. That's your odds. Two of those chicks are going to say yes. I'm willing to go the entire night and rule out everybody to find those one or two people. I wonder well, I if on the show how many they have to anyway. cut out, like the people that say no or get crazy and be like, the fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they ever get like like physically assaulted or you like, remember Tom Green had that pizza lunch oh, where the guy was chasing probably deserved that. <laughs> yeah, Tom Green for sure deserved that. How long have you been doing stand-up all together? Like just stand-up, no more improv. Uh, about two years now. Well, where was your first performance then? Um, it was at um, Club 151 in Wrigleyville. I think it now has another name, but uh, my friend... Cockchubbers. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I like the Cubs. I'm just saying. I don't like the Cubs. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, see, we weren't even going to ask I'm you sorry. that. So, I'm so sorry. So we didn't get off on so the wrong foot. Sox fan. But uh, yeah, I had a show there. It was great. I knew a guy, one of my friends, and he was a stand-up comic, and... I was like, yeah, I'm thinking of getting into it. And he was like, come on, I'm doing a showcase, do five minutes. And I did great. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I can... How nervous were you? Like, right when you walked up on the stage. Insane. It's it's such a weird... I was telling my mom today on the phone what a weird head game, like, comedy is. Because you... You're such a different person when you're on a stage than you are just in life. And it's just such a, a head game to play with yourself. And just the way, like, if you tell one joke different how much impact it has on the joke itself so but do you ever tell the joke that you already have differently based on the crowd like you come out you're like oh shit like this i saw the person before me or i like walked out and i'm like yeah i gotta like tweak this just a little bit yeah and and then i in that case i usually just like pull the joke i'll like you know if i have like a racist joke i'm gonna tell and then all of a sudden i'm walking into a very you know all black all black yeah one word like make or break the joke yeah, I mean, essentially, the, the wording, the delivery, it's just such a, a game to play with yourself. You know about that. <laughs> I play a lot of games with myself. Do you get, uh, do, would you say you get more nervous now than you did before as you continue to do it? Do you just feel more comfortable? Yeah, you, you get more um, comfortable. Do you really? No, I don't. <laughs> it's awful. It's, I'm always nervous. I mean, you always get nervous, no matter what. I mean, is it nervous before? Or like, 
Yeah, I would the, imagine what, you the, get but, butterflies before, and exactly. then when you're going, you're you're all right. Exactly. It's it's the whole day before for me. It's like okay, I got to do this thing. It's almost like a chore. It's like pulling teeth. Practicing comedy for me is pulling teeth. I can never like I have to reward myself. I'll be like, if you do your set, you're gonna go get ice cream. I'm gonna, I was just gonna say, I'll get a huge thing of ice cream. Like I have to set up tricks <laughs> so that I practice my set. Have you like trip or something when you went on stage? <laughs> um, I haven't done that yet. Thank God. The. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta stop and point out that uh, me and Nick recently saw um, Richard Lewis when he was at okay. Zanies. I don't know if you were there. If you were, I'm okay. sorry. No. The absolute most like off the wall, obscure, strange. I thought he had. A, I don't know if he had a stroke. I don't know what I've happened. I've never seen anything like it. I don't care. I don't even Listen, know what, what I never want to bash comedians. I'm all about comedians. Right. All love, respect. Not this guy. <laughs> like. He, he first of all, he, came, he came up with luggage onto the stage in his coat. You know, he, like he always dresses, he's got the coat on or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's part of the act. No, like he lived his like at, <laughs> 80, at, at 89, at 89 and, and 48 seconds. He was walking, he had the microphone, he, was he walked the down the door at Zany's and was like, good night, and handed them in. He like ran out the door. I'm like, oh what the fuck is going on? Because Gilbert, we saw Gilbert at Zany's, he met most every them. single person. Dude, he stood by the door. That's the most amazing. Amazing performer. Like I told my wife at the time, I'm like, you have to. We're going to see Gilbert. She's like, I'm going to see. He's annoying. Right. I'm like, right. whatever, man. I'm telling you because I listen to Howard all the time, and I hear Gilbert. He does impressions. He does a lot of other things. Impressions. He's awesome. You got to go. We yeah. went. They sat us in the front row, like we were like the, the, the stage, Zanies, there, not the right? stage, okay. but like right behind it. Okay, so okay. we weren't looking like that. The first table. The first that, that, those seats are the worst. By the way. Well, here's the thing that I think they looked like it was. Supposedly, at Zany's, it's like pre or you know, they, they, they know who your tickets are and they put you somewhere. So right. that's what that guy at the door told us. But I don't believe it. I think they stacked the deck. They, like, Gilbert's probably like, listen, I need a couple Asian people up front. I need some black people. <laughs> I, I have to believe it dude, because. You're ruining industry secrets. Right? I, I don't care. This is like, yeah. What yeah I, Zanies is so we said. That's, dude, that's we, exactly what we do. Yeah. We start, I'm like, oh, I need yeah. a bunch <laughs> of black people in the front. And I'm telling you, like, it was the most amazing 90 minutes. It was so solid. It was so the best good. stand-up ever. Better and than I, any, like I, I walked out, or we were walking out, and we talked. Like he stopped, and we were Nick was talking to him. He's like, "Hey, dude, you were awesome in Beverly Hills Cop too." Just an off-the-wall reference. And then I made a joke about, you know, he's so cheap. I'm like, his book was twenty dollars or twenty-five dollars, and I was like, "Dude, I only have two twenties of forty. I, I won't be able. Can you break it?" And he's trying to get a hold of his manager, who's not paying attention. I'm like, "Dude, if you can't get a hold, I got I gotta go." And he was like freaking out. He's like, ah, did you get this guy? You know, you didn't break his money. So, but he was, he was like, and then so, the most annoying he was so, he was so awesome as a person. Really cool dude. Absolutely made the, that experience so much better. But Richard Lewis, he, he was telling jokes. They were not jokes. Like his, a, like his penis was still 20 years old, but he's like, but it didn't, oh, it's add, it didn't match my up. Wife, it was my like wife creepy. and Nick's wife were there and were like, this guy's talking about like blowjob. Like, and they're like, Roll. It's not even funny, dude. dude it's totally unbelievable. I still could. If someone said, "Tell me what the show's about," I couldn't even like describe what he did for like. He like would t- he would start telling a story, and then he would go off on a tangent, and then somehow like it would tie everything. It was like a Stephen King. Yeah, movie, but, like, but tie everything but, in at the end. Like Tarantino, but it didn't really. Though it right. kind of fell short. It's you like, know, you think it's gonna do and that, then it and, did, and, and then it did. No, and then he's like. 
I don't really have an act. He had to keep telling people that. It's you like, guys are we already paid Richard. our money, bro. You guys are hating on Richard Lewis a lot, but I, I will give him that he's really good on Kirby. No, I, well, that's I why I, that's so. 100% why I went. The funny thing is, is Dave, when we were seeing uh, Gilbert, he Dave's like, hey, Richard Lewis is going to be here. we got to see him. I'm like, that's the fucking Bo Kuga. I've never seen uh, that show. Kirby <laughs> Enthusiast. Let me just tell you, in the 80s, I don't know what there was is. a product called Bo It was basically an adult drink box. <laughs> like a Zima? Like 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 no, it was not alcoholic. When I say adult, I just mean it was like a Capri it Sun. It was like packaged for an adult. Like a kid one. Why? Like you stick a straw. Why is it was a It was a, it was a, it was a hippie <laughs> Jewish like New York like folk. Are there many uh, hippie Jewish people? Absolutely. That's, the, that's probably the that's guys, like 90 Mark and his product <laughs> said that we need Richard Lewis to push this and it fell You know those like space. those like leather things you have on the on my sweater? They have that yeah. on pretty much everything. They got that on their swimsuits. I love that. I was told not to wear my sweater today by the way. Absolutely. that out. Yeah. I have to dress up for this. So. <laughs> All right, but anyway, I'm just telling you. Richard, That's why you were so cold, the V-neck. I know, man. I'm freezing. V-neck not anymore. Yeah, it's a good. I I feel like that it's too much pressure. How do you not have? You have so much facial hair, but you don't have any neck hair. Like, dude, I, I was I just gonna it. say that. I trimmed That's it today. Weird. No, you don't get a clean. You don't grow hair here. Well, I don't. Yeah, like, you can I, see. Why do I want the line? Why do I want it that far down? I don't want it. No. I don't want it. Oh, I'm just you saying. Don't want it. It disturbs me when dudes have their. It goes like down under their chin, yeah, and then their chest grows up to this. No matter. So no matter how much. Yeah. So it's, it's no matter much. how much you shave, you will always see like stubble there. Yeah, but you'll you're, see you're, this. you're like a Native American from the chin yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. I don't. It's a curse that I'm fine with. All right. I got you. Um. Who, in your mind, are the worst comedy audiences, or most annoying to you? Um, I think people who text actually are worse. People who aren't paying attention yeah. to text, uh, they're worse than the drunk people. Because the drunk people you can at least play with and, and kind of get a little something out of, but man. Well, going that back, leads us going to, back uh, to that Andy something. Beningo story, so this guy, Andy Beningo, who opened for Gilbert, he it was Gilbert, yeah. He opened for Gilbert. My brother, we were sitting in that front row, and my brother was texting me, basically saying, "This guy is horrible. He's bombing. I feel terrible." And that was the one shining moment this guy had. He's like, "Hey, dude, texting in the first row." He's like, "Really, you know, really building up my confidence." Like, he did some crowd work there, and I was like, "That actually was pretty funny." The only funny thing he did. Really. My brother, who like is very like, he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Hold him down." I'm like, dude, just relax. And the guy called you out. You're texting. That's the rudest thing you can right, do. Right. It's and the it's rudest thing to do. But the guy, and the, I, I tried to like talk to the guy on Facebook after the fact or Twitter, and he was he not happy. Yeah. No, because like I kind of trashed him right after. I felt bad for him. I don't know. You you've been in this situation. I'm sure everyone has. It's like you tell a joke, even at a dinner party. It doesn't even matter if you're on stage. Right. And all of a sudden, it just does not hit. Does you're just like people just leave you hanging. <laughs> he was on that reality show. Andy Benigno? He Yeah. The one they introduced him, like, hey, he was on the show that was on channel. It was on some cable channel. Some like comedy, like Chicago's. Uh, last comic standing Chicago or something, something like, like that. One of those like like W like homemade, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I just looked at it. Yeah. If we would have saw him at a club and he'd have been the, the main act, I think people would have been more interested. But you know, obviously the people are waiting to see Gilbert. So. This is just my opinion, though. Like when you're like he for me, not just him. Like, move on from him. I don't want to trash that. But like when people are like, like this guy. Well, people laugh at their own jokes so much. It's like you're kind of cueing me where you think I need to be laughing. It kind of like takes me out of it because right. I'm like, well, I feel real. I felt I didn't know whether to feel bad. I was like, man, I, I'm hoping this happens ends soon. It's like a Norm Macdonald uh, roast. There, where he's telling something. Best roast ever, by the way. Their best, best part. I don't know. Uh, what do you, roast ever. you like the roasts? 
You know, I've never been into roast really. Uh, I don't like. I don't think that humor is funny. Like the making fun of people, but it's, it's just a show not. Of love. I know, but it's not. Like it, it. I know they say it is, but it. It isn't. A lot of it's very mean. It's just so mean. <laughs> well, it's the, the thing is, thing. the roast like. They always have people that really aren't connected to the person yeah, being roasted. That's, that's, that's the problem. You're not saying that shit out of love. You're hitting, you want, and like, you know why this. is Mike Tyson roasting uh, Bob Saget? Exactly. Or, or like roasts. Anthony Jeselnik doesn't know these guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, come He's on. just trying to make a name for himself. He doesn't know Donald anyway. Trump. But here's the thing the, the thing with the roast is you do good, the next day you're you're in a sensation. That's, that's why, a huge thing. That's Look why Jeselnik's big now. Uh, Amy Schumer, Jeselnik, like Jeff Ross, all those people, that was their springboard because. A lot of people, maybe, you know, comedy, people aren't going out to comedy clubs, but you see that on Comedy Central, it's on, you're watching it in your house, you're like, that dude killed. But that's not really his, that's not what he does, yeah. I mean, some of these people do specifically, that roasting is, it well, takes a special kind of asshole to be able to do that really good. That I mentioned Greg Geraldo, that was his, like, that was a shining But if star. you've ever, like, heard his other stuff, it's just Oh, it's good. excellent, yeah. But yeah. it takes that to bring you into it, and that, that's what I'm saying, people will cut deep, because they want to be the, like, right. they want that's, to be talked about on the internet, like, I don't know how those people take, I would go home and cry. I mean, oh, seriously, I'm sure they do. the things they I would be say. depressed for months, and just, uh, it's not. Somebody interviewed Lisa Lampanelli, and she was saying that she is, like, the most sensitive person, and, like, takes this shit to heart, and, like, she, she gets trashed on the road. I know that, but that's kind of her way. Like, she's okay when you... Do you, it yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna destroy myself so much that nobody else like, can make somebody, it. Only so many people get to talk about how big her vagina is. Listen, you talk about her having sex with black people, you talk about her... But, you know, Lisa Lamp Pignelli, it's like... I mean, it just... After a while, it's like, it's rough, man. I laughed. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not above it. Charlie Sheen one was my favorite, though. I like the Charlie Sheen roast. I like There's this. a lot to roast about Charlie yeah, Sheen. Yeah, I mean, so. you can't go wrong there. Yeah, and that I mean, one is more it, disturbing. It, it was yeah. so. Wait, who was, yeah. the, who was the one with um, where uh, Courtney Love is on the stage? Is that Hefner? Pamela Anderson. Oh, Pamela Anderson. Oh, yeah. yeah that was, she uh, actually was the more targeted than... Andy Dick was the target. Well, Andy Dick, anytime Andy yeah. Dick is anywhere, he's the most targeted. <laughs> Do you think if he's here right now, he'd be targeted? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been heckled? I haven't. Yeah, thank God. Would you only I consider a heckle like somebody being like saying like something nasty to you, or would you consider? Uh, no, I would consider like interrupting the show heckling if somebody was just yeah. yelling. You've never at you. heard like what about people just talking in the background like while you're trying to like? Oh, that's that's the. Worst. You don't consider that a heckle? I don't. Like, I don't you, consider you lose that. track of what you're doing. Yeah, I, yes, but I don't think it's not like an intentional like try. Right. I think like when I think heckler, I think somebody trying to really like play with you and, and mess you up. I would just say with being a, a woman, like there'd be a drunk guy that'd be yelling like shit out. Like, yeah. Right. Show your tits. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Thankfully do you, So not. do you have stuff ready? To, I was like, going to say, oh, do wait. you have something in your mind? Yeah, I, I, have, I mean, you have with. to. You have to have something prepared just in case. Do you like, want to reveal it or you just want to keep it in your mind? Um, yeah, I want to keep it in my mind. All right. <laughs> now have you guys can come and heckle. Keep it fresh. <laughs> have you seen that documentary by Jamie Kennedy, the Heckler? No. It's the greatest oh thing God. ever. Okay, I have to watch it. Jamie Kennedy, like him or hate him, he put basically he talks to like some industry people, like big name industry people and small name industry people, and he just talks about like heckling in general, how people deal with it, like what. And he he has he does a couple shows where people heckle him, and then he brings those people backstage, and he's like, "What gives you the why balls you to heckle that? me? No oh, and there's, there's people that are like, you suck. That's why Dude, I heckle. It's, it's like so those guys have balls. 
It's so uncomfortable. He's like, I'm doing something. You guys are doing nothing. What, you know, what do you guys hate? You would imagine that those, those those dudes, when they got in front of him, they'd be like, I don't know. Right, I'd do that. They're just like, you fucking suck. I mean, they go over, like, the Michael Richards thing. They hit on everything, but it's it's great because you see how a lot of different comedians from old school people to new school people deal with it. Like, he has one guy where he gets off stage, gives the guy the mic, and he's sitting there, and the guy goes up, he's like, tell a joke. And then he just starts harassing the guy, and it's like, well, that's funny. But again, when you start, that's about you. You're serving yourself, and now as the crowd starts, right? Exactly. You, like, you have to you have to play this game where you have to make sure you're still being funny and pleasing the crowd and shutting the person off, essentially. Yeah, that's what I was telling Dave before. Is like, if I see a heckler, I want to see the comedian on stage destroy that person. Right. That's, oh yeah. That's the so, thing. You know, that's you don't want to see the person win no. like the heckling battle. Well, you know, Pat McGann. He, we saw him a couple times, and he, somebody, some, Lewis, he, he's some always loud, comes just out. Just some loudmouth lady just yelling random shit, and he 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 totally trashed her. I was like, no, somebody kept yelling the same thing over. There was and some over. dude in the back. He's like, hey, where are you guys from? And he, they were from the south side, and someone yelled out like Harvey. So like every five minutes, someone would go, yeah, Harvey, fucking Harvey. It just like ruins Harvey. everything. It ruins it. But my question is, why doesn't the security like immediately just move the person out? I'd be like, gone. I don't know. Does that make you? I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't be the asshole then? Because I've seen comedians at some point like, dude, they, you're get gone. That guy get yeah, out. get him out, and then the, they then will you, come and. But take you may him lose because he may be there with ten other people yeah. at a bachelor party. And then, party those, right. and then those people yeah. leave. Yeah. What if the person's like, hey, that's part of the show? <laughs> some reason people think. I that, don't know why people. think This that. documentary basically, he talks to people who review his movies. He talks to people who heckle on the internet. He talks to people who heckle comedians on stage. It's on Netflix if you have it. Like, okay. Currently. And um, it's amazing. Like I'm not. That's biggest really fan good. of his stand-up comedy necessarily right. or his movies but I'm like this thing is like a piece of like just genius man I mean, I'm it's, gonna, that's, it's that's the best thing he will ever do in his entire life whatever and, and you know what it's, it's better than most people oh, yeah. ever do yeah. Yeah. if I were I'm him I would I would um, plant hecklers out there and just already and just, have yourself ready but here's the yeah. thing that's not that's not that dude's strength I'm sure that at some point sometimes people do do that sure. you know and, and I would think that to me would be like I don't know if it'd be hacky or not, but it's like really. I mean, if but if that's your thing, if that's your joke that you go out there and you trash people, I guess you know, like Jeff Ross. I mean, that's his bread and butter. He yeah, goes out that's there. what he does. People love it, you know. And he it's mean spirited, but at the same time, you know the dude's not being serious. Right. There was somebody in the front row that Richard Lewis is going back and forth a little bit. Some dude with a beanie hat, like some weed jokes he told him or something like that. It was no, that was Pat guy. McGann. Oh, was it? The guy was wearing a beanie hat. And He's like, like, hey, we get a guy who smoke weed or whatever, but. Someone had uh, from Richard Lewis though, because remember he like they like got in a little argument about something. Uh, I can't remember what the situation, what started it now. But. I was like zoned out during Richard Lewis. I was like, man, I, gotta go. I, I wanted to have my luggage in my coat. Yeah. And go out the door. <laughs> um, how do you? Again, I didn't write this. <laughs> Why do you, I'm gonna write it I, like, I like that you always preface your. Right. How do you answer the common criticism that women aren't funny? I agree with it. I don't think women are funny. Um, I think there are very few funny women comedians. I mean, that's just how it is. And, and let me just say this. I asked these guys to both produce questions. Neither of them did. I got a question. I like we'll Dave's, Dave's were solid, so I didn't think Okay, so you didn't need to right. mess with them. I thought exactly. they were good. <laughs> how much time, if any, do you spend on stage doing crowd work? Like, where you, like, go out there and you know, like, like, for instance, like I said, Pat, he would go out there in the first five minutes. It's just him, like, hey, where are you from? You know, anybody here with the bachelorette party? Anybody from the area, not from the right. area? Right. Um, I wish I did more of that. I'm terrified of that. I don't know why. I am always so concerned you're, it's going to throw you're off like an improv, improv person. I know. So you would think that that would be like part of my nature is getting up there and like improving, but I don't like doing it. I'm, I'm just so worried it's going to throw off my set. And then 
uh, I, then I'll be all flustered. But for what that. if what if you like create an entire five ten minutes off of you know for the future like right. you get an idea and you're I like, Bam. should do crowd work. I mean I saw Todd Berry recently do a crowd work tour and he came to town and we sat in the front row and he called on us. It was phenomenal how he just dealt with the crowd. Did a whole hour show just talking to the crowd and it was one of the funniest best stand up shows I've seen. So. Um, that was really inspiring to do crowd work, but you, I mean, you have to, as a comic, do crowd work. You have to be in touch with your audience, so shame on me for not doing more of that, and that's something I'm working on, um, like at open mics, just talking to people and stuff, but... Where do you, you just do, like, I remember on Louie, there was an episode where, um, Doug Stanhope was on, and they, they were just, like, cruising around at different open mics, like, no, you know, we're... They just, like, there's one here. It's like rounders. Hey, there's an 8 o'clock game at the, uh, in New Jersey, and then there's a 10 o'clock. It is. It so, is like that. It's, you know, I don't like open mics, personally, because they don't accomplish what they're supposed to do. Like, essentially, I think an open mic, you should have other comics see you, and you also get to try new material see how it works. But what really happens is comics come, they know the host, they get up, they do their set, and then they leave. So you're in front of a bunch of people who don't really care. Sometimes it's hit or miss the crowd. At least you're getting some feedback, but... I just don't think they really serve what the purpose. What's the worst performance you've had? Oh man, I did a show about a year ago at uh, Underground Lounge in Wrigleyville, and I got up there. Everybody was just hitting and doing great, and then I got up there, and literally, you saw everybody in the audience like pull out their cell phone. They like looked at me, and we were like, "No, <laughs> no." Just pulled out cell phones. People talking, and I was just up there. The only people I could hear were like my three friends who were like, "Ha ha." Like yelling, laughing, like oh, it was just. Does that make miserable. it worse when you're like? Just yeah, stop. I'm like, I'm just like, stop. Yeah, I'm like, what are you Don't doing? Don't do that anymore. <laughs> you, we should pull out your cell phones and texting. Like, yeah, seriously, like, oh, is this what we're doing? That now? was a set performance, like where you knew you had a certain time you had yeah. to pull, so you couldn't be like. I couldn't. Yeah, I, but afterwards, I went up to my friends. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, that didn't go. You want to get out of there? And my friends are like, no, uh, this guy's going up. We want to see him. And I'm like, come on. I'm like, I'll meet you guys <laughs> outside. Like, I'm not doing this. This guy's great. This is horrible. Yeah, exactly. Standing outside the door, I can hear everybody just cracking up. Do you ever feel like, like I always felt like open mics were probably more comedians doing jokes for other comedians. Like it's just a bunch of other comedians that want to get up there and, and, and work through stuff. But like I've heard Adam Carolla say before, like I don't like listening to other people. I don't listen to other podcasts. I don't listen to other comedians because I'm afraid that I'm going to pick up an idea, someone else's idea. Like, to me, that's the most horrifying thing because in the comedy world, oh, yeah. you know, the Carlos Mencias. Oh, and all that, yeah. If you get, like, on some of these, like, the big name people who have done it, the Dane Cooks who just destroyed his career, which maybe he did, maybe he didn't. <laughs> right. In his mind, it's like, I had an idea that you probably had, too. I didn't realize I was taking it from you. I the had dude, an idea that Louis C.K. had five of them. But I'm just saying, like, regardless of who's on the show, it's that's very, why it's, they it's very, it's very um, easy for people to come up with funny, when you're talking about marriage. There's things that are funny, right. and you're going to come across the same kind of things. And there's not like a dictionary where you could go or like a trademark office, like let me put this this joke in and see how many other people have told ones that are close to it. So right. how would you, you know, how, how do you go about making sure or... I have run into that a lot, actually. I've run into where I've written a joke and I'm like, I'll go back and I'll watch an old Seinfeld thing. And I'm like, oh, that, there's the joke, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, idiot, you took that. Like subconsciously, I think I do it a lot too. Just, you don't realize you know it's, it is hard you're surrounding yourself with all this comedy and that's how I study is I just watch comedians over and over again and I mean you're bound to, to pick up some of their traits and whatnot you it's a tricky game and as soon as somebody tells me like my friends are always good about it they'll be like oh you know you something you put on Twitter was 
somebody else had said, I'll be like, oh shit, you know, like, you I'm go sorry. yeah, oh, like, oh my God. Oh. But I mean, it's such a no-no and it's something you don't want to do, but sometimes it's unavoidable. I remember I did, I put a joke on, uh, on Twitter. I'm trying to remember, uh, Eugene Merman, literally like within 10 minutes, it was like one of these, like the hurricane or some like big thing. He put like this, it was almost verbatim. So I took a picture of my joke and then I retweeted him in it like, hey, dude, same joke, jokingly. And then I was like, you know what, that's a fucking dick move. The guy right. obviously didn't mean to do that. And like, he's, he's, you know, he's him. Right, right, you know, so yeah, right. I, like, he wasn't looking through my thing like He wasn't Led stealing like, your yeah, joke. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm going to go down to, you know, like Led Zeppelin style and, and steal my joke. Like, nobody's heard of this guy. I'm taking this. So I immediately, I, I hope he never even saw it. But. I mean, I do that all the time. I take jokes from common people like people I surround myself with one time I had uh, a joke that I use a guy came into the bar and he goes I would like to order a Hurricane Sandy and we were like well what's that and he's like it's just a watered down Manhattan you know? and I was like that's that's great you know and so I'm like I asked him I was like can I use that and he was like yeah you know I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to do anything with that Jubilee is all yours <laughs> thank you figure out, figure out a way to work it that's Tim's to give away not yours that's, no that was before him he just he <laughs> He, he but like Rapey, you knew Rapey, see? Absolutely. It's one of those things. Like I said, that, there's only so many words that are perfect definitions of things, and that's one of them. Uh, what's been the best club date you've had? Uh, my Colin Kane show, by far. I, uh, rec- I opened in January, I want to say, maybe December for Colin Kane at Laugh Factory, and he, uh, that was just a huge show for me. I literally just kind of put it on Facebook. He said, how many people can you get? You get free tickets. I said forty, and I had 180 people show up, and it was just like insane. Yeah, and it was great. And he loved me and gave me another set, so that kind of really got me in with the Laugh Factory, which was great. And I really appreciate that from him. Well, that kind of leads into this. How do you get gigs? I did write that question, and I do, gig. I, I, I'm, I'm apologize already for the for the terminology. I don't know if that. That's okay. It's your gig. Isn't that a? I don't know. Common I, terminology. I, I think that's like in like old blues joints. I don't know if you if that's a common. Maybe gig. she plays old. No, blues yeah. Joints as well. You don't know. Um. <laughs> so what do you call it? She's like a gig. Uh, yeah, I do. I think I call it a gig. <laughs> a, a spot. Um, I normally, uh, either other comedians reach out to me. I'm like the laziest comedian. I never like go searching for shows. I'm never like proactive. I just literally sit back and let people come ask me to do things. So it's worked out weirdly so far. Like I don't understand how, but like literally the Laugh Factory came to me uh, last week and they were like, hey, we've got a five minute spot. You want to open for Neil Brennan? And I was like, great. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm fortunate for that. I really... Really so am. how much time do you actually have? Like when they say five minutes, it's like, well, I got to take my 15, the hard 15 I have, and, and I got to man, manipulate it into like my best five. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically how you kind of do it. You pick and choose what jokes you want to tell. Um, it, it depends on what kind of set. Like Neil Brennan, I'm going to probably do some racial jokes because, you know, he's with the Chappelle show and all that. So, uh, you, and like with Colin Kane, I did a lot of dirty material because he's really filthy. Um, so you just figure out like how the audience is going to be and then pick jokes based on that that you have the best of. Are you a regular anywhere? Laugh Factory, I would say. I, uh, I play that almost almost monthly now. Could you like Chris Rock that place where you just walk in and you're like, dude, you're bumped. Fuck off. No, I wish. <laughs> no, but they you should just do it one time and see what happens. Be like, grab the mic. You like, dude, you're done. Like, my Stop turn. embarrassing <laughs> yourself. Get the fuck off Get the stage off of right here. now. <laughs> Just pee you. They are. They're so good to me, though. Like, I've gone to see shows there, and, like, I've gone to buy tickets, and they, they're like, oh, we got you. And they really take care of their comics, which I appreciate. Do you have any, uh, like, pre-show rituals? 
Um, my, you know, it's really funny. A lot of comedians like stand in the halls and listen to music and do stuff. I always watch the show. I always like just have to get my mind into the show. And so I sit in the back and I watch the show the whole way through just so I get that feel too that it was actually like a comedy show or whatnot, no matter when I go up. So you don't like I don't take do a shot anything. of whiskey or like no. have someone slap you in the face or anything like that? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I a lot of times I'll write my jokes on my wrist so that in, in case I lose my place I can have some place to look. Like, like what if you just get just really bullet Literally. No, I do. I have just like I'll Good just notes. like put the whole thing like right here and then just in case. I don't look at it a lot. And you'll see in like videos that I do, my friends are like, you need to call it out because I'll just be like staring at my wrist. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like it's acceptable at some level to walk like I've seen guys go up Thank on like, Kathy Griffin has a notebook and she's amazing yeah so. <laughs> sure yeah. um <laughs> you can bring it up I just think it's a little more professional yeah right absolutely so do you wear like you dress in like a professional attire um I do I wear mostly like black business casual yeah business casual I never really yeah I always wear black or something like that I don't I don't know what to wear. Not my like mom. A prom, a prom dress yeah, I, I wore a dress last time, and my mom said that uh, I looked washed out. <laughs> you look like you've been in a bar for like you look twenty washed out years. <laughs> but uh, that's what out. that's what I love about my mom is she's so honest and just hey, and I appreciate that. You know, I was Absolutely. like, all right, I'll go tanning or something. You know, I'll fix that. I think that if you wore a dress, though, people would be less apt to hurl some insult or be rude because. They're like, that's a girl. That's, right. That's that like very feminine. And, I have, not do and I have to watch what I wear, too, because I can't wear anything too, like, sexy, because that's not the image that I want to give off. Like, I don't want people to be like, oh, she's so hot. Look what happened you know? to Lindsay Lohan. I know. I told these guys, leave your steampunk gear in the car, man. I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. turn this into a thing about us. <laughs> wow. What do you think, and don't, uh, if you don't want to, don't bust anybody out, but what do you think about prop comics or furniture linguists? Hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, th- I <laughs> think like, so. I got it, like, like what's the Jeff done? I'm like, I gotta do this. Yeah. Oh, I gotta, I, this I, is I, all gotta, I have. I'm not actually funny, but this pepper, is all I have. So you're cool with Carrot Top and he's... You know, your, they your parents have, need to laugh too. <laughs> <laughs> they have a niche market and people follow them and they... Can, I mean, the game is make people laugh, sure. and if you can make people laugh, however you need to do it, to me, Godspeed. The, the one thing about he- he- well, the, so. a heckler that changed my mind about that because my brother's a big guy, like of saying, I've seen Carrot Top three times, one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen. I don't care what people say, dude's awesome. And I'm like, no fucking way is that guy good. He sucks. There's no way. <laughs> but then when I saw Heckler, like Jamie Kennedy's like, dude, you are the most made fun of, like, and he's like, dude, I'm telling you, if you come to a show, I will change your mind. And then I thought to myself, like, honestly. How bad of a person can this guy be? His job is to go out there and like make other people's lives better. Right. Like you're gonna shit on this guy. Right. I mean, sorry. The whole point of sorry, that. Sorry, Andy Domingo. By the way, uh, we're trying to make a getting some kind of celebrity box match between Steve and Carrot Top. That would yeah, be awesome. Steve says he can kick I, no, I thought it was a wrestling match. Whatever. Whatever. Well, that's a big difference. Arm I can wrestle. You, he's you pick the. Uh, he's so. either, either way. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> you, Carrot Top will be at. The, I think Andy Dick might be at that level now where you might be able to arm wrestle him. I don't, I don't no, Steve can check any bit. When is a joke complete? Nick didn't write that. I did. Oh. So what I mean by that is, because <laughs> I, I don't. I'm know. sure you know. Because I don't know. Like when you're. Oh, you don't. No, like, no. Because like, oh. I don't know. When you're when you're writing a joke, you know, I've I've heard different comedians say, hey, you know, it takes me a year to develop this the way it needs to be. Like it's ever growing. Like there's tags that can Absolutely. be put on it and things like that. So. You get up there and you ever say like, do you have ones that you're like, this is a finished joke, like that's it, or? 
Um, I mean, I have ones that I think I, I don't think a joke is ever complete, and I, I do think that the jokes that I have, I still have a lot of work to do on them. Um, so no, I, there are some jokes though that I, I think that I've been like, I've exhausted this and I don't, I, this is the best I've gotten, it's not hitting, I gotta throw it away kind of thing. So um, in that sense I do, the jokes I have though I think are ever growing and ever changing. And um, if, I, if I can still work on it, I, I can put it in my set. This came in through the email, a guy named James Martin. What is your method of comedy and do you pull from life experiences news? Where do you generate your material from? Um, well, thanks for the question. James. <laughs> James. Um, I, my method of comedy is really observational and like, yeah, I pull a What's lot. What's the deal with? What's the deal with my How many jokes, do you have any jokes to start with? See, what is she, the deal? She's had the best uh, accent so far <laughs> on, this, on this show. Um, no, I mean, I do have some that are very like Jerry Seinfeld-ish and, uh, that do kind of start, I could start them that way, I don't, just to avoid the Seinfeld. No better guy to emulate. Oh, no right? joke, what a... What's with those? <laughs> it, it never falls. How about round team? <laughs> Is there a line that you won't cross? Nick doesn't like when people make fun of special needs kids. That's his line. Oh, I don't man, have that really? line. No. Uh, no, I don't have a line. The line is very... I oh, have I have a special well. needs joke. I'm so sorry. Let's hear it. <laughs> can we uh, hear it? Can, uh, it's not really appropriate. It's one of my dirty jokes, but I'll still tell I'll it. Is that okay? Yeah, you okay. can say whatever you want. Okay. Um, so recently I learned, I was telling my guy friends that I've been on a bit of a dry spell, and I learned about a trick that guys taught me called the stranger, where you sit on your left hand until it goes numb, and then you like pleasure yourself, uh, and it's supposed to feel like somebody else. So I decided I was going to try it, and... Uh, it actually does not work at all. It feels like a mentally challenged person just like, just like, See, that's you. fine. He's not attacking a specific wait, person. Wait, he doesn't like it when you're like, Ehh. Okay, wait, I'm not done oh. with the joke. Oh. <laughs> you know, there I am in my office and I like having this fantasy of like me and my boss and next thing you know, like the bagger from Jules running in and she's like, I want you my new. <laughs> See, you laugh. No, I just thought I thought you were gonna be like that. I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm gonna F, take that. F this girl. That's it. I'll see you guys. On later. that note, you guys really? find another fucking ride home. <laughs> well, your car's gonna get towed anyway. So it doesn't matter. At least another hour. Don't worry, my roommates will too. I drove here. How do you feel about people taking comedians' jokes and holding them accountable in their offstage life? Like Michael Richards. Michael Richards, Adam Carolla, people saying, like, when he made a comment, like, hey, you know, for the most part, guys that are writers or comedians are funnier than women. And then all of a sudden, like, a newspaper, like the Huffington Post, is like, this guy said, you know, he's anti-woman. Right. Yeah, or or Michael Richards. <laughs> yeah, oh, Michael, Michael, Michael Richards, Richards is a little is, uh, more extreme. That's a little different situation, I'd say. <laughs> a little extreme. Because, I mean, that wasn't planned. That was pure anger. Yeah, that but, was his real life. Anytime a comedian tells a joke or, like, tries to be daring on stage, but people that have cell phones, people that, you know, have the ability to put something right up on YouTube. Like, especially with the Dane Cook uh, uh, Dark Knight joke. Right. What, what, I was just going to spring He said if, if, I, if I wanted to go see The Dark Knight, I'd want somebody to shoot the theater up too. Yeah, okay. Obviously which the joke. Which he was, that's he, an excellent movie. He was, <laughs> he was working. The, the joke was about, like about the movie being bad. It wasn't about people dying and it was okay with people being shot in the theater. Yeah. But apparently like somebody, a humorless person, got a hold of it and was like, well, let's take it and put it in a vacuum sure. and look at it without context of any other joke around it. Right. So, I mean, what do you feel? I mean, it, I think that as a comedian, you have to be daring or you're not doing yourself justice. You have to try things that you're not sure of and you're uncomfortable with. My race jokes, I was terrified. 
terrified to tell, and they hit, and I was like, thank God, I mean, that's a... <laughs> Did you look around like you were about to tell a black joke? And like, yeah, you know, you do that like, oh, man. You're doing a head count, like, how many, you, you how know, big? And I'm not racist, which we is the thing. Tell, you you have to, it's a Gilbert fine thing. line. It's well, a fine line. When we were at Gilbert, next to us was a, uh, there was a black lady sitting next to us, like, probably our age, like, well, my and Dave's age, like, in our, like, the mid-30s, and there was a white guy was her date. Well, obviously, Gilbert the, pulls Love the punches, <laughs> and... This guy, it was so awkward for me and Dave because we're looking over. This guy's like, you could tell, like Gilbert would say something racial because he was like, you know, it looked like a I, blind date. Just so you okay. know, yeah. they were not. They like, like they didn't weren't coupling. Well, right? Yeah. Gilbert felt like he took about how he went to Africa and he's like, it's all black now. They got in and, and <laughs> the chick was not. She did the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like, didn't laugh at anything after that. Or before that, really. But the thing is, where she was positioned, she was, she right was landlocked, could get out. Oh, man. And the dude was like, I felt bad for him because he wanted to laugh so bad. You and, could, like, tell. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then, again, like, like I said, Gilbert obviously stacked the deck because there's an Asian chick in the front row. But it was this chick was loving it. Like, she was getting attention paid. So it, was, it was not out of, like, hatred. It was just like, this is supposed to be funny. Right. But, you know, that made me it made me laugh even harder watching this guy struggle. Like, oh, dude, man. Gotta see this <laughs> Who would you most like to work with? Um, I that's hard. Uh, my comedy crush right now is Anthony Jeselnik. Like he he is. Uh, I would like to do some stuff with him. He's awesome. The comedy related. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, comedy related. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that. sorry about that one. Uh, <laughs> um, Jim, make yeah. sure we tell him when we see him. He's next. The next guy we're interviewing. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so well, I'm so glad you enough. thought that I had that kind of class. I was like, right. that's awesome. We seem very professional. Mm. <laughs> you do. Um, what's your dream job? Like, where do you see this going? Like, would you like tell it like back in the '80s? Like, these people, their goal was to be on SNL, television of some sort. You know, they wanted to move into a different medium, not stand up necessarily. I mean, is this for you, like, I've made it, I want to just be a touring stand-up for the rest of my life? Um, I don't know. I don't, right now it is. I mean, right now that's what I want to do. So down the road, maybe I'll get more into movies and that kind of stuff. Uh, Eventually, you know, go to L.A. and do all that. But right now I just really like stand-up, and that's kind of where I, what my goal is and my focus is right now. Because you see, like, people like, obviously, Chappelle, who had a TV show, and then all of a sudden he was like, it's got too big too quick and right. you know, this is where I live this is where you know even Chris Rock like this is me saying it not you right horrible in movies one of the best comedians of our, our definitely our generation I kind of act for shit but no that's the, the, that's the yeah, funny but, part about it like him laughing it's like, like tongue in cheek yeah. just like Larry David like right. it's not supposed to be like it's supposed to be ridiculous but everybody else around him is a really good actor yeah. except for him yeah well like like uh What's his name? George, uh, Jason, uh, Alexander. Jason yeah. Alexander. He's like a theater level actor. I mean, that dude does, that's like his bread and butter. I think he does musicals and yeah. musical theater. Speaking of which, he just came to Horseshoe, or he's coming to Horseshoe, and does he have a stand up or is it like a Richard Lewis type thing where he's just talking for a while? I don't know. Good question. I don't know, Nobody but knows. I would like to, I would like to see that. He got his start because he did his bar mitzvah and he was like, oh, I can stand up here and talk to people, and then he got into that's acting. That's a very that Jewish way. thing. Really? Like, parents, <laughs> I know Jewish facts. Like, par- parents that are very, uh, like, you could do anything. You know, yeah. Not Jew billies. We're different. But, like, normal Jew. Because 
I lived like on the border of Indiana and Illinois, and the Jewish people that lived in Flossmore and home, like sure, yeah. in those neighborhoods, like yeah. their parent, like the kid was driving like a Maserati. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, like, yeah, Hebrew school hero over here with the, you know. I, and yeah. then I'm, I'm pulling in a Mercury Lynx with a pink stripe because my it was my sister's car. <laughs> yeah, I got my grandma's. And, like, <laughs> my dad's a mechanic, and these you know, they're all doctors and, and, and lawyers and stuff, so I could tell that their parents were very much like, whatever you want to do, blah, blah, blah. All you, you're you're the man, and my, my parents were like, "You're gonna work from the time you're 16. You're gonna put, you know, you're you're not gonna quit a job without having another job." This right. is the way it was. So, right. Um, I, I like that you say you know you know your Jew facts. Like you have a big <laughs> like big book a of bug Jew facts. facts. You do. Yeah. Well, actually, I have a, an aunt who lives in Michigan that had a book called. It was like the big book. 101 things. All no, it was like it was like, yeah. it was it was like the big book of Jews who were pretending to be not Jews. And it was like celebrity, like all these actors in Hollywood that were like, had changed their names to because people wouldn't know they're Jewish. No, because this was, this was in the eighties. I mean, you know, not that. And he is Jewish, you know. He he would be in the book now. (laughs) Yeah, but that's That's why it was acceptable. I didn't know that was his real name, but that's. Well, his Um, name is like Horowitz or like, he's gonna get one of those. Yeah, he's really Jewish. And my bat mitzvah though, I got to pick one thing. My parents were like, you can have one thing. And I had a robot greet people at the door. That was the one thing. Have you ever seen Rocky (laughs) Four? No. <laughs> it's just the, the you know I'm talking about the robot. I had what was your what was your theme robot? <laughs> no, my I didn't really even have a theme. Oh, lockers, school, mm, school theme, cool. Yeah, yeah. education, sweet. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's why I was that popular in high school. Everybody got a trapper keeper. <laughs> I had like little lockers on the tables, like cool. <laughs> I, I had my theme was uh, baseball, and I had like different trophies. I had Don Mattingly, Daryl Straw, like different tables. Like of course I sat at the Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, the Daryl Strawberry table. table, of course. What is your favorite movie? Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would have to say one of the movies I've seen the most is Big Daddy because uh, John Stewart was <laughs> Thank God you didn't say because of Adam Sandler. Yeah, I can appreciate it. No, it was definitely because of John Stewart. What if Stewart. she just said because of Rob Schneider? I would appreciate that. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's good in that movie too. Um, I'm a documentary buff. I love documentaries. So What's your favorite documentary? I would say The Tillman Story. About Pat yeah. Tillman, it's it's very touching and moving. And about who? Pat, Pat Tillman. Oh, I I never did see that. I, it's very I can't believe good. you haven't seen Heckler. No, I know. And see... I love documentaries, and I didn't see Comedian either, the Jerry Seinfeld one. I still haven't oh, really? seen that, and I'm dying to see that. I am comic. Did you see yeah, that? no, I haven't seen that. I, haven't... I am a comic. You're just I like, I'm going to watch every documentary that has nothing to do with comedy. Yeah, none of my. Did you see Bully? No. Don't. Okay, I saw like Inside Job. I love Gasland is a great one. I just. I like serious documentaries. I don't know why. For you said they were like a pen? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> tears. If there's tears, I'm really into it. What about Catfish? Love. Love Catfish. What a great, <laughs> great movie. Absolutely. Do you think that could happen in real life? It does happen. You believe that wasn't scripted? Oh, it does happen for sure. That one I think was scripted. Come on, look at that. Yeah. They, they finally got the guys family. to admit. I think the part of it was scripted. So. Yeah, I th- it had to be. But it's still, nonetheless, I mean... It's like that would that would be my guilty pleasure. I would agree that there's some like we Ooh, said oh, before. The rule. Oh, sorry. Always, <laughs> no, so have to come up with another one. Oh, that's it. I'm gonna say the rule is is there's always a, a fat hillbilly chick at the other end. It's that yeah. A, a, a fat hillbilly dude that used to be a fat hillbilly chick. Oh yeah, oh, exactly. That's what I love. Or like when it's like really a woman and like oh it's great. You, but the thing was, is she had like six or eight different profiles. She was like simultaneously signing out, that signing in, dedication. signing out. Really? That's a and they, they like oh, yeah. somebody produced like this like warning sign to know if you're getting catfish and like one of the things like the Facebook person only has seven friends. We're like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> like, what's your favorite television show ever? 
of all time and right now. So two different. Um, ever would be Seinfeld for sure. Uh, Seinfeld and Simpsons was what I was raised on. Uh, a little bit of South Park, uh, when the when the Christmas special came out, my parents literally showed everybody the Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. <laughs> like, anybody who walked into our house, they are like, sit down, we have a half an hour to show you this, and this Check is what we're going to do. The, like, how bizarre, but... We had gotten a VHS tape of the original, the Christmas one that they made, a long, long time ago, and we were showing it around like we made it. We were telling people, like, because we never thought that would ever turn into something where people... Yeah, that was like, that big? Guys, yeah. And now look Some, at it. A, 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 my buddy's brother got it from like college. He was like going to UIC or something and got it through some back channel. And like, we were like, dude, anybody would believe we made this because it's shitty. It's yeah. not that great. And it's like, but it's the content was funny. I really want to see the Book of Mormon too. That's like huge going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's supposed to be fantastic. It's coming here. So. Yeah, it's here right it now. Here. Yeah, it's here right now. So it's just expensive. It's like, you know, the Jew and me, I'm like, I'm not spending $120 on this ticket. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Who are the top three comedians of all time? Oh, wow. Um, of all time? All time. I would say Mitch Hedberg. Um, Who are you, Ray Combs? It didn't, did it show up on a board? Just let her answer. <laughs> that's it. You're yes. right. That's one answer. That's it. That's, got, that is correct. The survey 60, says 60 you people got about 120 <laughs> people that said yeah. Um, for me, like Jim Gaffigan is just so fantastic. I, I really like him. He would be up there. Um... Man, I Bill Burr for me is is man, is just so smart and his humor. Uh, Daniel Tosh, I love his humor too. I think I, three. I I don't know. All time is hard. A Mitch would be my ultimate. Just because you brought up Bill Burr, so we went to see Bill Burr and amazing, okay. amazing. Paul Verzi, amazing, opened up for him, amazing. Just a great show. It was a 2,000 seat room, and they had like you know those chairs that you bring up. They weren't bolted to the floor or anything like that. It was right. a really nice old school theater. Um, so afterward, he's like, hey, I'm going to be outside in the lobby, Bill Burr. I'm going to be outside selling DVD, you know, want a picture taken. So my wife, we're walking up, and we're in this long line. She actually cuts in line. We get up there, and she's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do when I get Was up this there? one of those things where she, act like she didn't know what's going yeah. on, like, next the to people no line. Didn't, the people behind us didn't know, weren't paying attention, so, and the line was just kind of forming. So we got in there, and as we're walking up, I'm like, listen, they have a guy there that will take your phone and he will take the picture of you and like Bill Burr. He, he knows how to work the phone. He knows how to work an Android, an iPhone. Just give him the phone and you just pose. So she walks up there and she's turned, like talking to me. And I'm like, go, it's your turn. And she goes up there. And you know, normally you just put your arm around somebody and smile. She grabbed him with both hands and pulled him into her. And he went <clears throat> like, like he lost. <laughs> and I swear he came up off his feet a little bit. And the picture I put on Facebook, his eyes are bulged out of his head. And then she's like, hey, where are you going to go tonight? Where are you hanging out? He's like, oh, yeah, we haven't figured that out yet. And he's like, oh, next. And she was like, oh, my God. I just squeezed Bill. I don't believe I just did that. You're like, he so, didn't either. Yeah, no. So I went up. He, he, was, he was totally cool, all professional. But it wasn't one of those situations where there were so many people. You yeah. couldn't really stay and talk. Yeah. But like I said, I was definitely, I was like, I'm getting an interview from this guy. During his set, I, I realized that he was staying at the same hotel as me. So I'm like, I'll wait. I'm going to wait at the bar all night. And I'm gonna, I had my recorder. I'm like, because we have a bet going on. Right. And so I said, I'm going to get this guy. I'm gonna, I don't care if it takes five questions, whatever. Just run through my, my speed questions. Never showed up at the bar. And I realized the next morning there were two bars at the Hilton. One on each side. I'm like, son of a bitch. And I told my wife, I was like, you realize that he was freak, so freaked out by you. <laughs> I would like when I'm, I came up I'm to get my picture taken. When I got my picture, went to get my picture, he was just like 
she still saw her waiting there. It was like, and he bolted you. To, if you're with her, I need to quickly take the picture, and you need to move on. You gotta go. No, oh, dude, it was really creepy, and I think she <laughs> kicked herself about it, but he was cool. Um, I always appreciate when a comedian sticks around afterwards. That's he, he, that's. We I mean, saw that's Adam Carolla, and he literally stayed like there was a huge line like that, and we Nick started talking to him, and he he was he stopped, stood up, and was like talking back and forth with no worry about like. Hey, there's other people in line. It wasn't like we talked for any length, but right. it was it was totally like down to earth and like that's, wow. Hey, that's what they should do. I mean, yeah. if, if you're a comedian, that's part of the stint yeah. is like talking to your fans. They're out to support you. How like dare you run off stage? I'll Richard tell you though, Richard, yeah, Richard Lewis. Regardless, <laughs> how dare you, Richard Lewis? Regard, I think that he, the Grim Reaper, was in the back of the club. I swear there was a guy in the back holding up like a watch as it was ticking down, and like he, like, he, said, he was already heading towards the door at like five seconds till. And that his foot broke the plane of that door. What celebrity do you assume has the worst breath? Just looks alone, like you're just oh, like, oh man, terrible. I, you know, I think um, now I'm gonna blank on his name. Who's the British guy that was married to Katy Perry? What's his name? Russell. Yeah, Russell, Russell Brandt. Yeah. I think he probably would. Is have it just a British that. thing? Yeah, I don't know. It, it just might looks be like a British thing. Yeah. What do you think? Gangly. Um, What's the little short Mexican name? Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You just, there's, he's the only Mexican named Danny, so we were able to figure yeah. that out quite quickly. You had any uh, flavor play? Oh, that's a good one. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I've heard Chris, Christopher Walken. Oh. I've heard people say that dude has like the foulest body odor, so I just assume that if, you're, if your body odor's bad, then yeah, you're, you're not saying a dancer, though. Or, oh, man. Or is. possibly John Taffer. Only because he has like that super foam. It's because his head's so fucking big. You know who that guy is <laughs> no. from Bar Rescue? Oh yeah! Oh, I love. <laughs> we were watching that today. It's amazing. Yeah. I and mean, I hope that it doesn't piss him off because we definitely reached out to him to try to talk to him. <laughs> you should. I love the guy. I mean, he's, hey, he's a he's huge actually. asshole, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Like Gordon Ramsay, same thing. Yeah. He yeah he gets it done. Wouldn't you agree that that's what needs to happen? Yeah. Like, right. You call the guy in to fix your bar, and then and they, they argue. Like, and then no, I don't want to change. I don't want to change. Who the fuck are you to come in here and tell me this is a you me. Yeah. You asked me to do that. I think at some level, you, he should just be like, we're, we're leaving. There's we're bugs in every bar in the door. Then. <laughs> the one guy had like big cockroaches in the bottle, and he's like, Ugh. how dare you? And the guy's like smiling. He's like, dude, this is a dive bar, man. Punk rock. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't deserve to have <laughs> That's a bar. That's what I would have left. Like, he should right, just man. smash it over Whatever. the guy's face. Yeah. Got Stitcher? We're on it. So get it. Stitcher's an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smart way to listen to radio. What is your guiltiest pleasure currently? And you can't use... What, what did you say was your guiltiest Yo, pleasure? Uh, <laughs> catfish. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mine's Kesha. Yeah? Kesha? I just came across it on YouTube on accident. Never heard anything by Kesha, because I literally only listen to podcasts like and music from the 80s. And I, I was like, dude, this... And there was a lot of hatred. I was looking at like the video comments, and I'm like, "Why does everyone hate this person?" No, they she they don't like her. It's because she's like they say she's skanky and she's this. Yeah, well, it's like who cares? Yeah, I, she's funny. That's I what think, makes. I, that's why I do like her. I right? think her, her some of her uh, songs too are really funny. Like they're creative and good. I would say my guiltiest pleasure would be I only listen to WGCI, which is the African American radio station here in Chicago, and I I mean that's like exclusively like. Is that 107? 107.5. Yep. That is the number five on my presets. Is it? Yeah. I love. love Wait, what's it about? Power 92 is it's it's like uh, hip hop. Yeah. Oh, rap. Like rap. You, when I, I was on your preset. Uh, <laughs> not that one. I 
I thought she said it was in a talk radio, like an African American talks. So I'm like, what are they? What the hell oh, are they talking no. about that you're relating to? But <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate people. to the African American community. Right. I don't know. Jews, like I said, it depends. A certain type of Jew is very pro African American community that struggle. It's, a it's certain weird. Type of yeah, Jew. I know another sect that not, <laughs> that not, not so, so much. much. It's not the case. Yeah, it's not the case. That's how we work. They're divi- <laughs> Jews divided. Yeah, they are. They're like the Jews for Jesus right. that are just actually <laughs> Christian. Yeah, like, right? Isn't that what they are? I think they like the name. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Catchy name, at least. Jews for Jesus. What tips uh, would you offer somebody who's thinking about getting into stand up? Um, I would say to test out jokes on your friends and if, like, before you go on stage, like, to lessen the blow of a traumatizing, like, bomb, I would say try jokes on your friends and be like, what do you think about this? Or just even in conversation, try jokes and then see if they hit. And if they do, do a little three minutes of an open mic and see what you can do. And I just had an experience where uh, I had to do something like, like a class or a seminar where I had to do skits. So it was weird. Why? It was just part of the tra- okay. like a team building. Okay, team okay. Building. Gotcha. So at the very Corporate end, stuff. I, dr- I dressed up as the teacher who was bald. So I got like a bald cap and, and you know, the, the fake eyebrows. I put them into the side of his hair. And it was, you ever seen uh, Old School? Yeah. You remember when Will Ferrell is talking, he's debating James Carville, and he goes into like a trance? That yeah. happened to me. It was the craziest thing ever. Like I was on for five minutes. I was the king of the world. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, dude, was it good? Was it bad? Everyone was dying. And I'm like, oh my God, it was the greatest feeling I ever had right. in my life. But I, while it was happening, I, it was weird because it was surreal, like above my body. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, like, exactly. That's, and I was like, just shaking. That's you know? the head game that you like play. And then afterwards, you don't know what just happened. Well, the, and the, the thing that pissed me off was the guy was like, hey, we don't allow videotaping. We don't want anybody to take anything back and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God damn it. I just wanted to see if I, because I think I'm funny. You right. know, and these people thought I was funny. My wife doesn't think I'm that funny. Right. I mean, <laughs> thinks I'm funny. He thinks I'm funny. But going up on stage and, and communicating with people who you don't know, Again, if, if you're Bill Burr, people come to see Bill Burr, they know what they're getting. Right. When you're the guy who's opening for Bill Burr, you're opening for ACDC, and you're like some, you know, no-name band, it's right. like, get the fuck off the stage. I want to see yeah. ACDC. Right. So you were in a precarious I mean, situation. A very popular reference. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I forget who it was. It was very like, uh, Led Zeppelin opened up for Iron Butterfly, and they destroyed. Iron Butterfly did not even... it was Iron Butterfly. No. Mm. And Iron Butterfly, just they didn't even play that night. They said, we're not going to play. That's how bad it was. And they're like, dude, these guys blew them off the fucking stage like, to the point where they just were like, like yeah, we're already yeah. drunk in the back. We, we were partying. They were like, we can't even, yeah, that's it. Game over. Oh, man. And nobody complained, though. They just got let's up and keep playing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you have that same feeling where you're like, you're, it's electric. Like, you come off and you're like, I have to do that again that's, like, tomorrow, right that's now. The, that's the only reason you do stand Like, I'm not doing stand-up to make money, become famous. Like, that's not my goals. Like, I literally, I'm, A like, little bit? A little bit. It's gotta be a little bit. The money a little bit. Uh, Don't you think it's a very Jewish thing to say, hey, look at me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Center of attention. <laughs> right. Like, that's why we dress in gold and all gaudy. <laughs> like, old women are, like, the gaudiest things you've seen, old Jews. They always wear, like, sweatpants with sequins on Yeah. Like, I don't know what, who. Yep. I remember my mom. Tracks sorry, mom. Like, like, yeah. Was they wore, like, before it was cool for the mob, my mom would wear the tracksuit <laughs> with, like, the straight blue pants, the blue and hot pink. With like sequins on it or like a bedazzles on it. Ridiculous. Like that. And then the hair was like that short, like kind of like that small box top, like kid and play. Always a lot of lipstick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know. She's got stock and lipstick or something. Another question from James Martin. Uh, tell us something embarrassing about yourself. 
Oh man, James, you creep. <laughs> I mean, thank you for the question. Um, well, just so you know, Steve talked about how he shit his pants last time. So if you have okay. any, any, any... Um, I have a, my most embarrassing story was when I was in college. I was dating this guy and we went to Cincinnati to meet his parents. We'd been dating for about six months. And uh, it happened to be that time of the month for me. And he had a well system and it was this day... <laughs> Where we were, so you know, yeah, it's gonna be bad. And we were gonna go meet like his whole family. And like, for some reason, like, whenever I'm having my period, I only have white like clothing for reasons Even after Labor Day? Like, always. Like, I brought white shorts and khakis on that trip. And then I got my, and I'm like, idiot, like, what are you thinking? But anyway, so we. (laughs) Yeah, I I only wear white. If you guys, for those who can't see me right now, I'm in a full white suit. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I was in the bathroom and I used a lot of toilet paper and clogged the well system. And so I was like, great. And then like, I was just like all over the place. We leave, we go to his family's house and I'm meeting his aunts and uncles, everybody. And his mom stops in the middle of the party and she goes, oh my God, Elaine, you must have cut your leg shaving. And I turn around and like my hole down, just blood. We have to go. How about about pulling you, even if you cut yourself shaving, it's like, do you really need to announce that? It's like, you're speaking for the first time. Oh my God. I was like, oh, I I mean, we had to wash my my pants. I had to wear his grandma's sweatpants that were like tapered and she was 5'2 for the party (laughs) the rest of the time. Well, and now we have to be here two hours because we're washing and drying my pants. Were they they corduroy? What what kind of pants did the grandma have? No, they were just like black uh, sweatpants. They're, they're yoga pants. Yeah, they were <laughs> awful. And I had this nice top and these, and then everybody's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Like, why'd you change your pants? I thought, didn't you come in? Like, <laughs> what just happened? And that's, I had heels. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah. James Martin also follows up with another question <laughs> saying, uh, I want my friends in California to see you. When's the next time you're going to be in California? I don't know if you've ever. ever I've been never to been to California, well, James, James Martin. James Martin may have a place for you to stay. As I well. Well, I'm yeah. James Martin. Well, James Martin. Um, I am planning a trip to go. I want to go to California at the end of the summer. I think. Uh, I've, you know, Jimmy uh, Schubert's been fantastic to me, and he's like, you know, if you need anything, I can hook him up, hook you up with some gigs out there. So I think, uh, I think that's my plan. Since you are the self-proclaimed laziest comic out there, <laughs> what's the best way of a place to get a hold of you to book you? Um, I would say my uh, email, elaineosgood21 at gmail. The Twitter wasn't hard either. It was pretty much Elaine Osgood. Actually, yeah. what's interesting is we since I was promoting this, we've got a couple other people who have like from improv out here have said like we want to be on the podcast. So, and anybody else that you know that just. For no other reason than they got nothing better to do, right? It's free publicity. I mean, oh, absolutely. Shoot them our way. I absolutely will. Even if they're not comedians, I mean, if you like, if your dad wants to come on, or yeah, sure, no, sure, I'm sure he would love that. <laughs> maybe the ex-boyfriend's parents from Ohio. Yeah, maybe we can bring them in. <laughs> they still have it in the bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exhibit A. I don't want to see them because I clogged their toilet and laughed. So. Oh, was that the last time you that ever saw them? That was the last them? time I. We because broke up. Oh. We broke up after. You that. think it was why? Like his dad pulled him aside. He's like, "This is." He's like, "Son, this isn't for you. This girl's." First of all, she's a Jew, and second of all, <laughs> planning is your miserable. Par- that's not important to your parents. No, my dad was—he uh, was born Christian, and then he like kind of converted, you know. Your mom's Jewish. My mom's Jewish, so I'm Jewish. My mom converted. Oh, so you're yeah. not really Jewish. That's why I come on the Jubilee. Oh yeah, you are Jewish. <laughs> my dad's Jewish. My mom converted. Okay. My wife converted as well. Oh wow. So the only way it would ha- could happen. 
Really? No. Oh. <laughs> Why not? She yeah. offered, and you're yeah. like, all right. And I was like, well, I'm not going to church. I can tell you that. Right, right yeah. That's... I'm probably not going to go to temple either. Yeah. But if my parents forced me to go to one, that's where I'm. I'm going to go to the one where they offer food afterwards. Absolutely. <laughs> I just have to sing a song with the rabbi, and then I'm going to And then I get to eat some cookies. Right. Uh, where's your next performance? The Neil Brennan performance? Yeah. When is that? Where it's it going to be Friday the 29th uh, at the Laugh Factory in Chicago. And I think the show's at 8 and 10, so two chances. Two, ch- two what, chances. Do you have anything else going on after that? Like I don't right now. Um, I actually just started this job, so. Um, anyway. Are they pretty, they're, they're like, we don't care who you are, you have to work when you work. Oh, no, they're awesome. They're like, really? if you got a show, let us know. Like, do you we'll, feel, is this kind of a place where there's other people that are doing that kind of thing? And um, Not really. Most of the people here are just like, you know, bartending and whatnot and going through school and whatnot, but... Uh, Again, we're at Fat Four at uh, 2005 West Division. Division. Yep. What? What? Just might as well give them some free publicity. What, what do they do here? What's their? Uh, they order? just got Best Beer Bar in the USA uh, award. So my in the USA. Yeah, Best wow. Beer Bar in the USA. So John Taffer will not be coming here. <laughs> right. No so. need. No, no need. They're a beer bar, so they've got 50 different uh, taps and 150 different bottles, and. Uh, great atmosphere it's it's a fun place to be I, i'm loving it so far Sweet. it's a good good gig all right i got 15 questions that Uh-oh. are going to be like machine gun okay not really but first thing that comes to your head okay best celebrity mustache um tom Selleck. that's a popular answer best batman um i like christian bale worst human being Oh, worst human being? Um, well, that's so hard. Worst human being? Just because there's a lot of them or you don't uh, want to put anything? Uh, Hitler? <laughs> that's a good that's one. That's a good one, right? Good one. Best organized crime movie? Uh, Goodfellas. Best kid's cereal? Um, I would have to say, I, I, the first thing that came to my head is kicks, and then I was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. That kicks would taste like cardboard yeah, circles. It's yeah, it's miserable. Uh, best year would be Frost Flakes. Uh, favorite Madonna song? Uh, like a Virgin. Favorite member of the 1986 World Championship Mets? Uh, Santa Cruz. All right. I think that sounded like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, that's, uh, Van Halen or Van Hagar? Van Halen. Worst music genre? Oh, where, uh, I would, uh, I would say country. Old Becky or new Becky? Old Becky. Best book ever read? Uh, Life of Pi. Favorite smell? Favorite smell, uh, fresh cut grass. Least favorite smell? Um, poop. <laughs> John Goodman? Yes, please. <laughs> Well, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. And hopefully we'll get an opportunity to do it again. All right, sweet. All right. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.